So I was thinking this week uh, back to elementary school days, and um, I remember in our PE class that we were presented with the Presidential Physical Fitness Challenge. Uh, I don't know if that's still around today. I may be dating myself, uh, but there was the Presidential Physical Fitness Challenge. Apparently, the president uh, at that time uh, thought that it was important for people to be fit, and so here in elementary school, I had a teacher uh, that gave me basically five exercises uh, with benchmarks. Okay, so I had curl-ups, I had the V-sit stretch, um, I had a long-distance run, I had a shuttle run, and I had pull-ups, okay? And the goal of this challenge was to be in the top 85th percentile of kids my age all across America. And if I did, then I would receive a certificate that said I had, was, I had won the Presidential Physical Fitness Award. And so that was my goal. I was fired up, man. I loved being active. I, I played sports and uh, I thought, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And so we would go through the different exercises and they would introduce them to us. And the stretching was a little difficult at first. I wasn't that flexible, but I was like, I can do this. I can do this. Uh, but when I got to the pull-ups, uh, I was a little scrawny kid. And even though I was a little strong, scrawny kid, I, I couldn't really pull up. I, I could barely do one pull-up. And that was going to be the part of the challenge that was going to get me. It was going to keep me from getting my certificate. And I was pretty, pretty upset about it because I wanted that certificate. And uh, so I went home and I told my dad, I was like, you know, we got this, we got this challenge and, and, you know, I want to, I want to win. I want to be in the top 85th percentile. I want to get that award, but I can't really do pull-ups. And uh, so we had this tree house out behind our yard and he installed monkey bars for me so that I could ultimately practice pull-ups. And he would go out there with me when he got home from work and he would like hold my feet and I would try to pull up and he would help me pull up and he would work with me. He, he really would. And by the time it came later that school year to, uh, to compete in this challenge, um, I, I was able to complete all the pull-ups that I needed to do just barely. I think I got just enough to make the top 85th percentile. And I was so, so excited and uh, I got to thinking about that because I think in a new year, we have a lot of challenges ahead of us. Um, and I got to thinking, I wonder if there was like a benchmark, if there was a standard, if it would affect the way we approached our lifestyles, the way we live. Like if there was like standards that were set in concrete and you knew that it was going to be a challenge and you kind of had those things in place that you were shooting for, would we be able uh, to be in the top 85th percentile, would we be awarded an award based on our lifestyles when it came to meeting certain standards that we have? And, and unfortunately, for many of us, the answer to that would probably be no. Um, and probably a reason for that is that uh, many of us don't have a plan for the lifestyles that we lead in certain areas. And so we don't think through how we're going to be successful as we define success uh, in different areas of our lives. And so we just kind of go through with this mentality that we'll just try our best and whatever happens, happens. And um, that's, that's, that's kind of what it is. Um, so uh, this series, Fit Club, is all about an attempt for us as a church, collectively, because we're going to do this individually, uh, just to challenge one another to get fit this year. And it's not, it's not just physical uh, it's, it's not about looking a certain way. It's not about even feeling a certain way. Uh, but ultimately, it, it's about allowing our faith, our faith as the Bible defines it, speak into certain areas of our lives that may not really line up with the way it should look. 
And so we're going we're gonna to tackle this series. It's actually going to be an eight-week series. We're going to go through the end of February, and we're going to talk about some specific areas of our lives uh, that honestly have, have been neglected some, for some of us. And so there'll be some weeks that you'll come, and, and you'll probably be a little uncomfortable. Uh, we'll probably talk about some things that you haven't really put a lot of energy into, and you'll feel uh, some pushback and some resistance. And um, and he, here's what I want to challenge us to do. Here's what I want to challenge us to do is not to allow this to be another year that we have lofty goals and ideals that we think, you know, this could be the year that, um, and then try it and it not work out and us just give up and say, well, we'll try again next year. Okay. I, I know you've got resolutions. Some of you don't even set resolutions anymore because you know that you never keep your resolutions. And you try and you try and you try and you fail. And because you fail when you tried, then you just feel as though, you know, what's the point? What's the point? Um, And so I want to illustrate for you this morning our approach to this series over the next eight weeks. And I'm I'm just going to challenge you with everything that's in me uh, to make the most of this year in these specific areas that we're going to talk about. Um, And so here's here's my illustration for you today. I, I thought since we're talking about fitness that I would bring in a, um, uh, an exercise that, you know, talks to fitness. Um, a couple of weeks ago, actually about a month ago, I was back here uh, in the stage room with our worship team before we came out for the worship experience. And uh, I made this, this joking comment to our worship leader that day uh, that he should change the words of a certain song that we were singing uh, to some different words. Um, and, uh, you know, we kind of laughed. I said, if, if you do it, I'll do 100 push-ups in front of everybody. And, and kind of his eyes were like, like 100 straight push-ups? And I was like, if, you, if, you, if you'll change the words to the song, uh, then I'll do 100 straight push-ups. And he didn't change the words of the song, so I didn't have to do 100 straight push-ups. But I got to thinking, uh, they, they were asking me, like, can you do 100 straight push-ups? And um, what I'm going to do for you today is I'm going to attempt to do 100 consecutive push-ups. Now, let me just kind of preface this. I'm going to try my best. No promises here, but I promise you, with everything that's in me, I'm going to give it my greatest attempt because I want to set an example for you on how to tackle head-on the things that you're going to deal with this year. Uh, Some of you may think, listen, what's the big deal? 100 push-ups, and I know that you can knock them out uh, in no time flat. But for me, this feels like a pretty big task, a pretty big chore. Um, I'm a little intimidated by it. Uh, I haven't done uh, push-ups in in months, and um, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen. But here's my attempt to do 100 consecutive push-ups. Lindsay, if you'll count, not out loud. You guys don't have to count out loud. I don't need that. Uh, If you're listening to this by podcast, I'll probably edit out the next however minutes this takes so it doesn't seem awkward. But um, here we go. Any of you think I can do 100 straight push-ups? Hands up. Hands up. Who thinks I can do it? Yes, yes, I got four people that would at least consider that I could do 100 straight push-ups. That fires me up like you don't understand. Awesome. All right, here we go. Y'all think this is a joke. I'm about to knock this out. 100 consecutive push-ups. I should have worn something. No, you need to hear me breathing. Here we go.
I didn't quite make it. What did I get? 54? Yeah, some of you, you didn't think I would do 54 push-ups. Now, let me try to compose myself and share with you some thoughts. What I just did, hopefully in your minds, will illustrate our approach to tackling tough issues in our lives head on. Because here's what I believe. Just like 100 push-ups to me seem like a monumental task, and I thought, I don't know that I can do 100 push-ups. For you, there's things in your life like, I don't know, getting your finances in order or finding a new job or working on relationships with a wife or kids. There's different things in your life that you haven't done that you want to start doing. There's different things in your life that you've been doing that you want to stop. But you feel like they're tasks that you can't really accomplish. Does that make sense? Are you with me? Are you following me? And so my attempt to do 100 push-ups, hopefully for you in that moment, represented those things for you. Because here's the way we approach those issues in our lives with resolutions, is we say we'll try to tackle those issues. We say that we'll try our best to do what seems impossible. You're the best wife ever. Well, there's oxygen in water, they tell me, H2O, but I still can't breathe. We try our best to do things in life that seem difficult to do. Some of us don't even try because we know we can't do it. But those of us who attempt and try, many times we try our best. We give it all we've got. We work hard in the moment to accomplish what we're trying to do. You've done this year after year with your finances. You've done this year after year in your marriage. You've done this year after year at your workplace. You've done this year after year with your body. You think this is going to be a year that I can do it and I'm going to try my best, man. I'm, my willpower with everything that's in me, I'm going to just give everything I got. And then you come up short. And you don't do what you set out to do. And you quit. Because your approach to change and your approach to accomplishing difficult things in life is simply to try. And if you do try and you aren't successful, then you quit. You simply try. And I want to just challenge you with everything that's in me this morning to stop trying this year. Some things you can't do right now. It doesn't mean that they shouldn't be goals, but you need to stop trying. Let me read a scripture for you. It's found in, I still can't breathe. Actually, let me go to Romans chapter 7. Let me, let me kind of illustrate our attempt at trying. Um, the Apostle Paul, he, he was a great Christian leader in the early church. He wrote a letter to the Romans. And he was a godly man, okay? He wrote, you know, half of the New Testament. Godly man. People listened to him. He started churches. Godly man. 
And there were some issues in his life that he tried really hard to overcome. Listen to what he says in Romans chapter number 7, starting in verse number 15. He says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I, want, I do not want to do, this I keep doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in the sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. Listen to the tone of what he's saying here. He's saying there's things in life that I want to do. I try to do them, but I, I end up not doing them. There's things in life that I don't want to do. I try to avoid doing those things, and I find myself doing those things time and time again. And there's this war waging on the inside of me. And though I try with all my might, I find myself doing things I don't want to do. Can any, any of us relate to that? I can relate to that. There's things I don't want to do. I find myself doing them and I fight against it. I try hard not to do it. And there's things that I want to do that I should do that I find myself not doing. And there's this, he's saying, I'm trying, I'm trying. You don't like my sweat? We're not on a video here. Nobody's going to see this. It's all good. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And sometimes, let me, let me just be honest with you here. Sometimes your effort in the moment is just not enough. And it's not enough because it's not what is necessary. It's not what's expected of you. We don't serve a God who simply wants us to try better and work harder. We don't serve a God who expects more energy and effort out of us. So that in our own strength, in our own willpower, in our own guts, we can overcome things in our lives. You're always going to struggle with things. You're always going to attempt things that you don't have the strength to do. There's always going to be that hundred push-ups in your life that, let's just be honest, right now you can't do a hundred push-ups in the moment. I didn't fail at doing 100 push-ups because I didn't give it my all. I gave every bit of energy inside of me, and I made it to 54. I actually did a few more than I thought that I would be able to do, but I didn't come close to my goal because in this moment, I don't have what it takes, and it doesn't matter how hard I try. It's not going to happen. Some of you, there's some things in life that it doesn't matter how hard you try. You're just not at a place to accomplish that. There are some people that just 
aren't designed and aren't fit and aren't in the shape they need to be to accomplish certain things in life. And so I'm asking you, I'm begging you with everything inside of me to stop trying this year. Just give up trying. Give up trying, stop trying. Don't try anymore. You've tried in the past. You know it. Be honest with yourself. You've tried. You've worked hard. You've set your mind to it. You thought this will be the year. This will be my time. And I'm going to give it everything I've got. And what happened? Sometimes you accomplished it, but many times you came up short. You fell short. And you got discouraged because in your own strength, you lost confidence in yourself and you knew that you didn't have what it took to get the job done. And so I'm proposing this year that you stop trying and you start training. Stop trying and start training. God never called you to try, but he did call you to train. He did call you to train. First Timothy, chapter number four, verses seven through eight. Same writer, this is Paul. He's writing a letter to a young pastor named Timothy in a city called Ephesus. And listen to these words that he gives him. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, instead of looking for quick fixes, instead of looking for easy solutions, instead of trying to get things done the easy way, rather train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Listen, this is our year to stop trying, but it's our year to start training. And here's, here's my commitment to you. On the last Sunday in February, I'm going to be training over the next seven weeks. And it's my goal, it's my full intent to train between now and then so that I can do 100 push-ups in these seven short weeks, so that I can double my endurance, my strength, whatever physiologically can cause me to do 100 push-ups. In the moment, can't do it. I tried. I gave it my best. But I'm going to stop trying, and I'm going to start training. And what I'm praying and hoping happens is that at the end of my training, I'll be able to do 100 push-ups. Some of you may be skeptical and you may think that this approach to change is kind of lofty and it's out there and it's not really for you because the truth is it's more difficult. It's more difficult than just giving it your best attempt. It's more difficult and more time-consuming. It requires a greater investment than simply giving it effort in a moment because it's delayed effort committed through a program to bring results that we want. And so rather than just simply trying to do 100 push-ups and saying, well, I can't do it, I'm going to train my body. And listen, there's people out there that can do 100 push-ups. It's possible. I may still come up short, but I'm going to do everything that I can not to try to do 100 push-ups, but to train to do 100 push-ups. And hopefully, we can take this same approach into some specific areas of our lives. You know the things that have been neglected in your life. You know the very things that have haunted you for years and years, that you've wished would be different, that you desired a different result, a different reality in your life, and you even attempted to alter 
the current reality that you have, but your effort wasn't enough, and so you quit. And you've, some of you, some of us, have just accepted some subpar lifestyles as standards in our everyday lives. And we go to jobs that we hate, and we have attitudes that don't reflect Christ, and we feel like we're always scrambling to have enough money just to pay the bills, and we just wish we could have what other people have, because if we could somehow try harder and we could get into their position, then life would be so much easier. If you could just lose that 20 pounds, and you've lost 5 or 6 or 10, but you never got that 20, and so you just stopped trying because it wasn't easy it was difficult and though you tried you came up short and you've just accepted where you are this isn't a series about looking a certain way it's not a series about a magical formula to make your life better in a moment I'm not here to pray a blessing over you that's going to change your life and make everything perfect it doesn't work that way and I'm not even going to encourage you to try because let's be honest most of us will fail at every resolution that we set this year if we simply try. But what I'm asking you to do, what I'm leading us as a church on a journey through, is to start, start training ourselves. Can you imagine if, if Olympic athletes, can you imagine if Olympic athletes had the opportunity to compete once every four years in the most competitive challenges among athletes worldwide, and they never trained. They simply said, you know what, when I get there, I'm going to try so hard. I'm going to run as fast as I can. I'm going to jump as high as I can. I'm going to give it everything that was within me, and I'm going to try harder than the next guy. They wouldn't even get to compete because people who compete in the Olympics, they have lifestyles that are full of rigorous training. And if you've ever... If you've ever trained your body for any specific feat, you understand what I'm talking about. Within a year after my wife giving birth to our youngest son, she ran eight or nine races. I may be shortchanging that. Maybe it was 10. I don't know. She ran 5Ks. She ran 10Ks. And she ran a half marathon, 13.1 miles. And let me just tell you, I don't really have any desire to run 13.1 miles. And the thought of running 13.1 miles to me in this moment, if you were to say, go out and try as hard as you can, seems ridiculously hard. And I can just tell you, if I walked out these doors right now and tried to run 13.1 miles, I would come up short. I couldn't do it. But over a year, I saw my wife train and she would run runs throughout the week, and she would run short runs, and then she would run longer runs. She had this program she had found, I guess, online. And she trained her body to be able to run 13.1 miles without stopping. Now, to some of you, you say, that's not too impressive. But to me, it's extremely impressive. And it's something that only happened because of a process called training to get herself fit or into shape that was worthy of producing the desired outcome. That's what we're doing. We're going to look at some specific areas of our lives that we're going to say these are the desired outcomes and we know that we don't have what it takes right now. We're not in shape. We're out of shape. We're not fit. There's no way we could accomplish that right now, but we're going to embrace a lifestyle of training so that we can see different results. 
in our lives so that our faith will help fit our everyday lives. I'm talking about areas of our lives that are main areas of our lives that we deal with on a regular basis. Listen to what Paul goes on to say in 1 Corinthians chapter number 9, verse 25. He says, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. Olympic Games, whoever competes in them, they go into strict strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we, we do it to get a crown that will last forever. There's more at stake here than a certificate that says Presidential Physical Fitness Award. There's more at stake here than a medal that hangs around your neck that says world-class athlete. We're talking about godliness. We're talking about living lives that are fit before a living God who loved us enough to give his son Jesus for us. He doesn't, he doesn't want us to try to be good. In fact, scripture tells us that our own righteousness is like filthy rags compared to the righteousness of Christ. We're not, we're not good enough. You're not good enough. But you can train yourself to do things that you can't do now. There are people who can hold their breaths their breath for minutes. I can only hold mine for about 30 seconds. There are people who can run marathons. I wouldn't even attempt a half marathon. There are people who can bench press five, six, seven hundred pounds. I would die under that weight. And they didn't get there because in a moment they tried really hard. They got there because they embraced a training program that produced results that they desired. And over time, they saw results that they were looking for. So I'm committed. I'm committed to doing 100 push-ups just to illustrate to you that training yourself is of utmost importance. I thought I would look online. I would Google workout programs to be able to do 100 push-ups. 100pushups.com. It's legit. iPhone app. Seriously, they've got their own iPhone app. The app itself is impressive. You can put it on the ground facing up at you, and as you do a push-up, when your face gets closer, somehow it, it uses the front-facing camera, and it counts your push-ups for you. I don't know how it works, but I'm excited about using it. So it's a six-week workout program. It sends you alerts when it's time to do push-ups. I've got a plan. I've got a program. I'm not going at this blindly. Like, this is official. Official 100 push-up app. I'm in this thing for real. And I hope that we can have the same commitment to some areas of our lives. Let me just, I just wanted today to be a preview of, of what we're going to do over the next seven weeks. Let me, let me just tell you where we're going and what we're going to be looking at. Next week is going to be body fit. We're going to talk about our physical bodies. I know many of you probably have never heard a sermon about taking care of your body. You may have never heard a sermon about the importance of taking care of your body, but uh, did you know that the Bible speaks to that? That there are instructions on how we are to train our bodies to be pleasing to Christ. It's not about looking a certain way. It's not about weighing a certain thing. And it's not about being able to run a certain distance. But it is about honoring God with the very 
thing that he's blessed you with. Then the, the next week we're going to come back, it's going to be really uncomfortable because we're going to talk about money fit. We're going to talk about how we handle our finances. We're going to talk about this trap that we all find ourselves in to want more and never have enough to get more. And this endless cycle of feeling like the bills just wear us down and we can never get on top of something. Something always breaks, something always goes wrong and we always find ourselves in need of more money. It's never enough. And we're going to talk about how our faith can help fit our finances, that God's word speaks to how we handle money. And we're going to commit to training ourselves in this area of our life. The the next week we're going to come back on the 26th of January. We're going to talk about being church fit. We're going to talk about the role that church plays in our lives and the role that we play in our church that we're committed to and what the Bible speaks to us about that. It's going to be a special day. Actually, I'm excited because we're going to be celebrating our second birthday as a church. And uh, so it's going to be a day that hopefully you can be a part of. I'm glad that that one person is excited. (laughs) February the 2nd, we're going to talk about being career fit. We're talking about everyday life here. We're not talking about things that are irrelevant to us. We're talking about this fact that many of us feel out of shape in our workplace. We feel like the thing that consumes the largest portion of our time every week, every month, every year is some of the most frustrating hours that we will ever spend. And we feel like if we could just be freed from this thing called work, then our lives would be so much better. And let's just be honest, for many of us, that's just never going to happen. We're going to work, and we need to get fit in our careers. And then we're going to come back uh, the following week, uh, February the 9th, the Sunday before Valentine's Day, and uh, we're going to talk about marriage fit. We're going to focus on getting in shape in our marriages, and if you're not married, it doesn't mean this isn't for you. It's about preparing yourself for being married one day. And hopefully you'll have a good Valentine's Day after we talk about the importance of training ourselves to be fit in our marriages. And then we're going to follow that up the next week with parent fit. If you've got kids, this is going to be, we're going to talk specifically about what the Bible teaches us about training our kids. And what it means to be fit parents and what it means to be in shape as we relate to our kids and what our goals should be with our kids and how we should approach the relationships that we have with our kids. Because we all want perfect kids, but I can be the first to tell you it doesn't happen automatically. I can only tell you that because I wasn't a perfect kid. And then we're going to end the last week with uh, being faith fit. And we're going to focus specifically on our personal faith. We're going to focus specifically on this attempt that we bring to God to be good enough for him and how he doesn't expect us to bring our attempts but he expects us to train ourselves in our personal faith many of you like me you've said I'm going to pray more this year I'm going to read my Bible more this year and you start out you've got a plan you do something and then you fail and you quit you don't do the things that you thought you could do but if we can train ourselves then over time we're going to see progress and we're going to see God do some cool things so so let me let me end with with this thought if we're going to be fit if we're going to allow our faith to fit our everyday lives our lifestyles 
There's three components to fitness. I'm no fitness expert, and I'm not trying to tell you like how to how to be like physically fit, like from a doctor's standpoint. I'm just saying I'm on the outside looking in, and I can see three things that are important if you want to get fit in any area of your life. Number one, there's your diet, the things you consume, the things that you ingest, the things that you bring into your bodies, the things that you should not eat. If you want to be fit, there's things that you should eat and there's things you shouldn't eat. And you can try your best to be fit, but if you're eating the wrong things, if you're not eating the right things, it's going to be extremely difficult for you to get fit. And you'll find that world-class athletes have really strict diets because it's so important what comes in to our lives. And I believe in our everyday lives, we can identify things that we consume in the areas of our money, in the areas of our careers, in the areas of our marriages, in the areas of parenting. There's things that we consume, and there's things that we should not consume. What should we consume? What should we not consume? We're going to talk about that in each of those areas. And then, in addition to our diet, there's, there's exercise. This is the part we don't like. This is the part, honestly, for many of us, that keeps us from being as fit as we'd like to be. It's because we don't like doing what it takes to get the results that people we admire have when we don't realize that it didn't happen for them automatically, but they put in some exercise in those areas. What does that look like in these different areas of our lives? What does it look like to exercise in church? I'm not talking about doing push-ups, but what does it look like for us to be active to produce results in these different areas of our lives? So we've got the diet and we've got the exercise. These are essentials. But I believe the most important aspect of becoming fit is a plan. Is a plan. How does our diet, how does our exercise work together? What's this look like? What's the program? How's it going to happen? Saw a documentary not too long ago about uh, a group of people who climbed to the top of Mount Everest. This is an extremely dangerous feat, and I never realized how strict a program, a plan that they adhere to when they climb Mount Everest. That the elevation is so great to get to the top of Mount Everest that you can't just go straight to the top. That you can't just non-stop climb, but you have to go to a certain height and you find a base camp there and you have to spend the night and allow yourself to get acclimated to the elevation. And then actually, at times, you have to go down the mountain and spend the night again and then come back up and spend the mountain again. Then you go to the next base camp and you spend the night there. And some nights you spend two or three nights and some people aren't in a place to go further, so they have to go back down the mountain and start different parts of the program again. But eventually, over time and over months, these people get to the top of Mount Everest. And on the outside looking in, we think, you know, just climb to the top, man. Go fast and you can slide down. It'd be awesome. It doesn't work that way. And we just can't get to the top of a lot of goals that we're going to set in this series just by climbing harder and trying. We've got to have a plan. We've got to have a program. We've got to have something that gives us direction. And that's something in this series that's going to be God's word. We're going to ask God to speak to us through his word in these different areas of our lives so that we can get fit, so that we can feel in shape, so that we can enjoy 
a different side of life that many of us haven't enjoyed. Some of you, hopefully, something on the inside stirred, and you just have this taste that, man, and there are some things that can be better in my life this year. I mean, I can just, I can, I can taste that there's, there's something just over the horizon. And it's just going to require some dedication and some discipline to adhere to a plan to get there. But you just, you believe that you can be in shape, that you can be fit in these areas of life. And I'm with you. I'm with you. Many of you, 2013 was not your finest year. Many of you, it was. But some of you look back on 2013 and there's, there's more that you wish would be different. And you're thinking this year is going to be another year that I just have to go through the motions. But we're not going to do that. We're going to spend our first two months and we're going to get fit. We're going to get in shape. This is going to be the best year of our lives. No matter what happens in life, no matter what curves life throws at us, this is going to be a good year. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, for this call to train ourselves in godliness. It's not about effort. It's not about attempt. It's not about trying really hard. In our own strength, we don't have what it takes, Lord. We realize that. We come up short every time when it comes to being godly in our own strength. But Lord, you've given us a plan through your word, and there's things that we can do. There's things that we can consume, and there's things that we can be active in doing. And there's, there's a plan laid out for us that we can embrace a different lifestyle. That we can have different results than we currently have. And it may be a difficult journey to get there, and it may require a lot of energy and effort, and it may require a lot of discipline, and it's going to require some difficult times and hard decisions, and it's going to require us giving up some things that are good so that we can embrace some things that are great. But I'm just believing, Lord, that this will be the year that we will be fit before you. So I'm asking you, Father, when it comes to our bodies, when it comes to our money, when it comes to our church, when it comes to our marriage, when it comes to our kids, when it comes to our careers, Lord, would you help us get in shape? Would you help us when it comes to our faith, Lord, to live a fit life? Not so that we can look a certain way and have people be jealous of us, but so that we can enjoy the life that you intended for us to live. It's a life of freedom. It's a life that brings so much joy. I pray for every individual here, Lord, that they'll just jump in and go on this journey with us that we'll be a fit church. Thank you for the series. Thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.